And now it's time for On the Money with your host, Dan White. Dan has been in the financial services industry for over 25 years, and he's been a featured expert in Forbes, Yahoo, the Philadelphia Business Journal, Dow Jones Market Watch, and has appeared nationally on Fox Business News. Dan is a member of some of the most prestigious financial organizations, including the Society of Financial Service Professionals and the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. In addition, he's a chartered life underwriter and a chartered financial consultant, credentials you can trust. Broadcasting from the heart of Wilmington, Delaware, here's your host of On The Money, Dan White. January is always the time of year where people make predictions. You know, they predict, you know, how much snow we're going to have. They predict who's going to win the Super Bowl. And a lot of economists, you know, come out with their annual predictions of what the stock market will do this year. And everybody has, you know, if you, if you if you survey 100 different people, you know, 50% of them will say the market's going to go up and 50% of the people are going to say the market is going down. One thing that always seems to be on investors' mind is whether or not stocks will rise or fall in any given year. And based on what has happened throughout history, stocks are more than twice as likely to rise as to fall over the course of any given year on average. And based on that same history, stocks are also likely to generate a positive return over the long term. From 1928 to 2021, the benchmark S&P 500 index finished each year higher than it started, on average 7 out of 10 times every decade. The S&P has risen at 6.1% per year since 1928, That doesn't look like much at first glance, but if you start with $10,000 and you earn 6.1% annually for 50 years, your nest egg will grow to more than $193,000. That's not bad for sitting back and doing nothing. Welcome to the On the Money Show. My name is Dan White. I am the host of your show. This morning we're going to talk about a prediction, and probably not a very nice one, about what is going to happen. I came across an article, what is going to happen in the markets in 2022. And it's not the most glowing uh, prediction, but we're going to dive into it either way and tell you why this particular gentleman feels the way he does. Before we get into the program, though, we do have a white paper. It's called The Timing of Portfolio Market Losses. And I think it's very relevant when you listen to the show today because, like I said, the economic uh prediction is not very good for 2022. So you want to be cognizant of the timing of portfolio market losses, especially if you are just beginning retirement. So if you'd like to get a copy of our white paper, pick up the phone and give us a call. You can reach us toll-free at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610 358-8942-610-358-8942. This week we begin our uh, seminar programs for 2022 on Wednesday, January the 12th at 5.30 p.m. We'll be at Harry's Savoy Grill on Naaman's Road in North Wilmington. That same evening, the 12th at 5.30, we'll be down at the Chesapeake Inn in Chesapeake City, Maryland, doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. Then on Thursday the 13th, the very next evening at 5.30, we'll be at the Columbus Inn in Wilmington, Delaware, again with the same program. So if you are near retirement and you're worried about some of the same things that a lot of other people are worried about, are you going to run out of money? 
Where's the uh, income going to come from when the paychecks stop? By all means, pick up the phone and get a reservation to one of our upcoming events. So it is the time of the year. You know, we're through the December holidays, and, you know, they afforded us the chance to gather with family and friends and reflect on all the things that we are grateful for. And, again, as 2021 winded down, I also want to wish everyone a very prosperous 2022. But I came across an article, and I'd be remiss if I didn't share it with you, where a gentleman says he believes 2022 will will finally be the year the markets crash. And, you know, and, and if you listen to me for, for several years, you know, we've been saying the market's overvalued. The market's extremely overvalued. The Fed has kind of painted themselves into this corner um, and we've been calling for a correction for a couple years now. Well, like a broken clock that's right twice a day, this could be the year where the little boy who cried wolf is correct. And I say markets because I'm talking about the stock market and uh, and also the much bigger corporate bond market. And, you know, there's not, he's not the only person that thinks like this. Michael Burry was one of the few who saw the 2008 financial crisis coming through his hedge fund He made a big bet against the market in 2007 by buying credit default swaps on mortgage bonds. The trade earned Burry's investors $750 million, and he pocketed $100 million for himself. Michael Lewis wrote a book about him that was later adapted into the movie titled The Big Short. So Burry is a guy that we probably should all be paying attention to. And he doesn't share his thoughts that often. When he does these days, it's usually through Twitter. And today, Barry is predicting that the mother of all crashes is coming. He says the market is dancing on a knife's edge. And he recently tweeted this about the markets. There's more speculation than the 1920s. There's more overvaluation than the 1990s. And there's more geopolitical and economic strife than the 1970s. And he's doing more than just tweeting. He's dumping most of his stocks. In his hedge fund, he cut his portfolio from more than 20 stocks down to six by the end of the third quarter. So again, there's a lot of different points of view out there, and I believe you should consider all points of view and make up your own mind. But with that being said, it's hard to argue that both the U.S. stock market and the bond market are not in bubbles today. The stock market, as measured by the S&P 500 index, is up more than 200% since before the last financial crisis in 2009. You know, The stock market in 2021, I believe, hit 70 new all-time highs. It's now up roughly 40% from before the pandemic, including, you know, 27% in 2021. And meanwhile, corporate debt has nearly doubled to around $11.5 trillion from $6 trillion before the last financial crisis. And the scariest part of the debt isn't the sheer size of it. It's the poor quality of it. Corporate debt, just like consumer debt, can be divided into two general groups. With consumer debt, you have prime and subprime debt. Some prime borrowers have much lower credit ratings and much higher credit risk. With corporate debt, you have investment grade and non-investment grade or junk debt. 
Investment grade borrowers are like prime borrowers, and junk borrowers are like subprime consumer borrowers. And if you split junk debt in half by their credit ratings, the lower half, in other words, the worst of the worst, makes up 35% of all junk rated debt today. Leading up to the last crisis, the percentage was 15%. And it's even worse with investment grade debt. More than half. 57% of all investment-grade debt is the lowest-rated tier, BBB, and that's the highest percentage of BBB-rated debt ever. What this means is that this debt is one level away from being considered junk. And when debt gets downgraded to junk, prices generally fall hard. They crash. And keep in mind... Companies are earning those poor credit ratings with interest rates near record low. So the cost of debt is not as great as in higher interest rate periods. Investment-grade companies are paying less than 2% on their debt. Most junk-rated companies are paying less than 5 But still, around one out of every four companies in the U.S. can barely pay the interest on their debt. They're, they're called zombies. In short, corporate debt is at a record high, while credit quality is at a record low. That is what a bubble looks like. The bubble would have already popped last year if the Federal Reserve hadn't injected trillions of dollars of stimulus money into the financial system, including buying corporate bonds for the first time in its history. The Fed essentially gave junk-rated companies a get-out-of-jail-free card, and they've used it to borrow record amounts of money over the past two years. Even zombies have been surprised by how easy it was to borrow. David Bernstein, the chief financial officer of cruise ship operator Carnival, told the Wall Street Journal, somehow I managed to raise $6.5 billion. I was amazed. The Fed's unprecedented actions just inflated the bubble even further. But like all bubbles, you can't keep inflating them forever. Recognizing a bubble is one thing. Predicting when it's going to pop is much harder. But I believe the bubbles will finally pop in 2022 because the Fed is out of bullets. You know, we called inflation the biggest threat to the markets today in April. Well, back then, inflation had risen to 1.6%. And Fed Chair Jerome Powell called it transitory, and I never bought it. You know, I said, I said inflation was going to continue to rise and why it was likely to stay high well above the Fed's 2% target. And if you listened last week, we know the latest inflation reading for November was 6.8%, the highest in 40 years. Finally, Powell admitted the Fed should retire the word transitory. He says we're looking at high inflation into the middle of 2022. But I believe inflation might be headed even higher. It's here to stay. The reason has nothing to do with supply bottlenecks of consumer goods. All you have to do is look at the money supply. The money supply has skyrocketed since the start of the pandemic. Since the end of 2019, the money supply has increased by $6 trillion, up nearly 40%. For context, the M2 money supply has increased on average by about 6% a year since 2000. Last year, it increased 26%. And through the first three quarters of this year, it's up another 9%.
When the supply of money increases by 40% in a short time frame, prices are going to rise with it. It's simply supply and demand. Let me give you our phone numbers toll-free. You can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. Today we're talking about predictions for the market, and one gentleman in particular thinks there's a crash coming. We'll have more for you after the break. If you're within 5 to 10 years of retirement, this message is for you. There's never been a bigger disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. Unemployment over 15%. Unprecedented federal stimulus. Wall Street has never been more volatile. If there was a vehicle that credited you 7% up front, then grew your nest egg by 6 to 7% a year, guaranteed for the next 5 to 10 years before turning into an income stream that you cannot outlive, would you want to know about it? Call Dan White and Associates now for details. 888-690-8820. Surrender charges and other restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the On the Money Show. My name is Dan White and I am the host of your show. This morning we're kind of digging into the uh, uh, prognosticator crystal ball and trying to give you an idea or a sense of what some of the smartest minds in the industry think about where the markets are heading in 2022. And again, it hasn't been all great news here. I mean, some people uh, that I'm reading about today are predicting the mother of all crashes, you know, and we're going to dig into that a little bit further as to why they feel that way. Before we do that, though, we do have a giveaway today. It's called The Timing of Portfolio Market Losses. Very interesting paper. It talks at length about if you are near retirement and you're starting to pull money out of your accounts, the dreaded sequence of returns risk talks about what would happen to your portfolio if the market goes the wrong way for you at the wrong time. So if you'd like to get a copy of this white paper, The Timing of Portfolio Market Losses, pick up the phone and give us a call. You can reach us toll-free at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. We are kicking off our seminar programs this week on Wednesday, January the 12th at 5.30 p.m. We'll be at Harry's Savoy Grill on Naaman's Road in North Wilmington. That same evening, we'll be down at the Chesapeake Inn down in Chesapeake City, Maryland, doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. On Thursday, January 12th at 5.30, the next evening, we'll be at the Columbus Inn. In Wilmington, Delaware, again, with the same program. So if you are near retirement and you've got questions about how how you're going to carve up those uh, those income or get that income flowing in when the paychecks stop, uh, if you want to have a financial plan built for you, by all means, pick up the phone, get a reservation to one of our upcoming events. You'll be happy that you attended. So we talked about the main cause of inflation before the break, and it's really the money supply. You know, the money supply has increased by $6 trillion, you know, up nearly 40% in the past year and a half. And the recently passed $1 trillion infrastructure bill is only going to add to the pile of new money in the system. And that's why I think inflation is here to stay. Over the next few months, it'll eventually settle down probably back below 5%. But it's probably going to stay much higher than the Fed's 2% target for the foreseeable future. 
So then what does the Fed do? Well, they have two choices to fight inflation. They can decrease the money supply or they can raise interest rates. Either one is going to pop the credit bubble. Don't expect the Fed to try to decrease the money supply anytime soon. The only way it can do this is by selling treasuries, something it's currently not even discussing, or requiring banks to tighten credit. Both options will result in higher interest rates and much tighter credit, more than enough to pop the credit bubble. We already know the Fed is planning on fighting inflation by slowly raising interest rates. And I, and I do mean slowly. It's doing this in two ways. It's doing it indirectly by reducing or tapering, in Fed speak, its purchases of treasuries. The central bank began tapering its purchases by $15 billion per month in November and will up that to $30 billion a month now. The Fed has been buying around $80 billion to $100 billion worth of treasuries every month since the beginning of the pandemic. Its purchases accounted for about 60 to 80% of all treasury purchases. And without the Fed's artificial demand, treasury prices will no doubt fall. And when treasury prices fall, interest rates rise, including five-year, 10-year, and 30-year rates. The Fed also raises interest rates directly by raising the one interest rate it controls, the federal funds rate. That is the short-term rate banks charge other banks to lend overnight. And the Fed recently said it will raise this rate three times next year and three times in 2023. The planned rate hikes are small, only 1.5 percentage points by the end of 2023. We're talking quarter point hikes. The Fed has to move slowly. It knows it can't raise rates too fast. If it does, it will turn a recovery into a recession. But at that rate, it will take years for the Fed to raise rates enough to catch up with inflation. I mean, you can see this by looking at real interest rates. You know, after factoring to in today's inflation, investors are earning negative 5.4% on 10-year treasuries, negative interest rates. But persistently high inflation won't allow the Fed to go slow. It's going to have to go even faster if it's serious about fighting inflation. In other words, interest rates are about to soar. And high treasury rates have a ripple effect across the entire economy. It causes causes other interest rates to rise, everything from mortgages to corporate bond interest rates. And as rates rise, hundreds of companies will go bankrupt as they try to refinance the debt coming due. Suddenly, credit will dry up. It will set off the biggest wave of bankruptcies we've ever seen, and it will cause the credit market to collapse. I'm not saying every zombie is going to go bankrupt, but some, some still have lots of cash, Others are growing, profits are increasing, but many will. And then he came across the list of the 10 largest zombie companies likely to file for bankruptcy as interest rates rise. These are companies, he said, you don't want in your portfolio. They can't afford their debt today, and when interest rates rise, they won't be able to to pay, pay the debt tomorrow. We're talking AMC Entertainment, American Airlines, Carnival, Cinemark, Norwegian Cruise Line, Regis, Revlon, Royal Caribbean, Spirit Airlines. You know, you can see many of these companies operate in the industries hit hardest by the pandemic. Airlines, cruises, and movie theaters. But even before the pandemic, these businesses 
had loads of debt. The pandemic just made it worse. I would recommend, again, what this gentleman said, avoiding these companies at all costs. Higher interest rates will send the economy into a recession. And I know what you're thinking. You know, if the economy starts to slip into a recession, the Fed will just put on the brakes. It'll slow the taper and start buying treasuries again and keep interest rates down if the markets panic. And that's true. And even Nouriel Roubini agrees. He is a professor at New York University's Stern School of Business. Like Michael Burry, he predicted the 2008 financial crisis. And Rubini thinks the Fed will chicken out. As he told Bloomberg, they're going to postpone any finishing of tapering or raising rates. But as I said earlier, the Fed is out of bullets. If it does chicken out, that means more stimulus and higher inflation. And Congress can only handle higher prices for so long because persistent inflation crushes poor and middle-class people. For these families, food, clothing, and energy costs make up a much bigger portion of their budgets. Many households are running up credit card debt just to pay the bills. Consumer credit fell throughout much of 2020 as people used stimulus payments to pay down debt. But consumer credit is on the rise again as bank accounts are dwindling. Higher inflation leaves less to spend on discretionary purchases. It results in slower economic growth and higher debt across the entire economy. As Michael Burry pointed out, America's real wages are one of the few things that seem like they are down this year. The Fed's choice is really simple. Higher inflation or higher interest rates. And no matter what the Fed does, we're headed for a recession. The Fed can't keep inflation in check without raising interest rates, but higher rates will trigger a recession. And it can't keep interest rates from blowing up the economy without more stimulus. But more stimulus will lead to even higher inflation, which will also lead to a recession. Neither option is good. It's heads we lose, tails we lose. That's why he thinks the next recession will begin in 2022. David Blanchflower, an economist from Dartmouth College, thinks we're already entering a new recession. They've studied past recessions, and they pointed out in a recent paper that sharp drops in consumer expectations tend to predict these downturns. Forecasters didn't see the 2008 recession coming, but Blanche Flower and Bryson said they would have if they'd paid attention to falling consumer confidence. Consumer confidence peaked this past spring and has fallen sharply ever since. And they offer this warning in their paper. They missed it last time. Hopefully, they won't miss it this time. They say they should. you should prepare yourself for a major sell-off in the stock and bond markets next year. So how do you prepare for this coming crisis? Well, first, raise lots of cash. That's what Michael Burry is doing. So again, when a crisis unfolds, they use it, you know, they, they go to cash. Cash isn't extremely sexy, but you know what? It's safe. It's safe. And again, when we're looking at where the markets are, the valuation of the markets, and we're looking at the debt in the country, not only on the government side, but on the corporate side, he makes a very compelling argument 
that the crash could happen in 2022. So that's just one man's opinion. You know, other people say, hey, you know, we're going to go up again this year. You know, can't fight the Fed. And a lot of people don't think Jerry Powell has the stomach to, to watch a 40 to 50% decline in the stock market. And they'll ease off. But if they ease off, what's the argument? Then they're going to have more inflation. Either way you look at it, they've painted themselves into a corner and we're not sure how to get out. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free, you can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. There could be a, a correction or a crash coming if you're trying to look for safer vehicles for your retirement dollars. You've got questions, we've got the answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of their respective parties and not those of this show's producers or this station. Join us again for more On the Money 